And Marie Kondo is a phenomenon who has become synonymous with tidying, so much so that she's written two books about it and her TV show has just been added to Netflix South African lineup. In April last year, intrigued by Kondo's method, my next guest flew to New York to train as a Marie Kondo consultant, the first Con Marie consultant in training in Africa, no less. And at the end of next month, she'll be hosting an evening talk about the Con Marie method with proceeds going to Nazareth House. And I'm delighted. Delighted to welcome uh, Kate Lambridis to the show. Kate, great to have you on. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on. So nice to get to chat to you. When did you first hear about Marie Kondo? So I read her book in 2015 myself um, and then started applying the methods in my own home and, and kind of it just sort of went from there. Now, when you say that you, I mean, how did you even know who she was? Was she, was she sort of a phenomenon back then or had you just heard about her on the grapevine? No, I actually happened to just pick up her book and exclusive books. I've always been kind of interested in um, tidying and minimalism, which never really resonated with me on a, I could never really apply it for myself. So I'd read a couple of sort of feng shui books and then I happened to stumble on her book and then read it. Um, and at that time, actually, nobody really knew who she was. Mm. So it's it's kind of all developed from then. So what was it about her method that attracted you and not only attracted you that you wanted to uh, put some of her method into practice, into application in your own home, but then go and train uh, to be a Conmary consultant? I think, I mean, I, I just found, I mean, I'd read the book and I, I thought, OK, I'll try some of these these things that she talks about in the book out. And, and her whole method's about keeping things that spark joy for you, which takes a lot of the um, kind of frustration out of organizing. A lot of methods advocate things like if you haven't used something in a couple seasons and they give you all different criteria of how you should organize your, your items and and choosing what to keep based on what sparks joy for you is just so simple, um, but it's so effective. And I, I think because I found for myself that it was just so transformative and I was able to organize my home and it really, um, it, as she says in her book, it's something you do once and, and you kind of never have to do again. It really helps you rewire how you uh, buy things, how you store things in your home. So I just thought it was it was so transformative. I, I just really wanted to learn more about it and how I could teach other people how to do it. So you applied to go and flew off uh, last year to to New York. What uh, what happened once you were there? I mean, it all sounds. I mean, she's such an enigmatic character, isn't she? Uh, so I'm sort of imagining little sort of tea parties of you all sitting around and and learning how to <laughs> fold things. I'm assuming that was, wasn't what it was it like was, at all. It was quite. Quite a quite a strange experience. I mean, she is, as you say, she's she's very enigmatic. She's very pure. She's very authentic, and she's this tiny, beautiful Japanese woman with who's perfectly immaculately dressed and has perfect hair. And you, we we had this beautiful loft in New York um, where the the conference took place, and it was pretty cool because you're surrounded by sort of I think fifty or sixty women who all really feel as passionate about her and the book as you are, which is pretty cool. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a really amazing event, but it was very much like that. It was a sort of perfect white loft and she sort of teetered in to do her talk and, and she's this kind of tiny little fairy. So it was a, it was a pretty amazing experience. Were you allowed to look her directly in the eye and speak to her and ask her questions? <laughs> yes, you were. She only speaks, she speaks very little English. Yes. So she speaks, um, Japanese most of the time and she has an amazing translator who, um, 
who yeah, she just makes it pretty seamless. But um, she speaks sort of on day one and then on, on day three again. And, and you, we got to chat to her a bit through the translator individually and kind of meet her on the last day. We were given our certificate. So it was it was pretty cool to have that experience with her. So the, the, the KonMari method, is it all about minimalism or is it more leaning towards this sparking of the joy that I hear so much about? Spark joy. Can you have a house that's full of stuff because all of your stuff sparks joy or is that not is that going completely against the whole point of the method no you can so i mean that's what for me was so amazing about her was i always liked the idea of minimalism but i couldn't put it into practice i just i'm i work in e-commerce and i really like things and i think some things you know having a kitchen full of awesome gadgets that you can cook with is amazing and i like books and i didn't want to get rid of all my stuff and so i really her method is just so amazing because it is about choosing items in your home that spark joy. And for some people, that will be very few things and it will bring them into a, into a minimalism state. And for other people, they might have a massive book collection that they really love. And so they'll have hundreds of books. But going through each of your items and really asking yourself if it sparks joy for you or not does create your perfect environment and the perfect equilibrium for yourself. And that's what I think is so amazing about her method is it's not prescriptive. It's It's very much about creating your own your own happy space. Here's my thing about the sparking joy thing. And I think this is what, this is what um, lends itself the method to me quite nicely is that I've got clothes that quite fr- between you and I, Kate and the bedpost, I will never get into again. Not a hope in hell's chance. Will I ever get into these clothes again? <laughs> However, they spark joy in me because they, they hold a memory or they, you know, they were the yeah. first time that I spent X amount on a something or I went somewhere in this particular, I'm thinking particularly of this leopard print coat, which sounds <laughs> horrendous and awful, but it really sparks joy in me. And I've lugged it around three different countries over the past probably 20 years, but I couldn't bear to get rid of it. And if you go along the premise of, uh, and like you said, some, some rob, rather prescriptive methods, which are, well, if you haven't worn it in a year, then you're not going to wear it. Well, I'm not going to ever be able to wear it but I still want to keep it yeah you see that a lot so with clients I've worked with I I think that's what's so um, powerful about this method is organizing shouldn't be something that makes you feel like crap It, it should be something that makes you feel light and excited and happy and there are certain things in your home that like you say are things you're never going to wear again so you might get one client who has clothing that's too small for them and that actually makes them feel terrible because they can't lose the weight and Mm. it it makes them feel heavy and horrible and they want to get rid of it and there are other people who I mean for myself there are a few dresses I wore when I was at varsity when I was out you know jawling and and having lots of fun and they're dresses that just have beautiful memories and I don't want to get rid of them so um absolutely I think that's what's so nice about her method she talks about you know when you open a cupboard in your home um, you should feel light and happy and lifted and the things within it should do that. And so, um, you know, in, in her method, you would absolutely keep your jacket. Good. Good. I'm going along with it. <laughs> it's the Conmary method for me or bust. Uh, how will, does a person know then if, you, if you're ready to, to make that commitment to, to tidying your home? And I guess you're not just tidying your home, you're tidying your life and your mind and, and, and. Absolutely. So I think for most people, people get to a point where they're just they're just exhausted of it. So for me, I have always been a pretty tidy person, but I lost my mom when I was a teenager and I had a whole bunch of her stuff sitting in boxes that mm. I just couldn't work through. And so when I read her book and 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 she talked about things that spark spark joy for you and letting go of all of the other criteria. So especially when you've lost someone, a lot of people struggle sure. with that. Um, a lot of people I've worked with struggle with that. The um, 
you know, because they're going, oh, but this belonged to someone that mattered to me or Mm -hmm. it mattered to them or it was expensive. I should keep it. And going through her things with the criteria of does this spark joy for me allowed me to kind of make peace with getting rid of stuff. And I mean, I got rid of stuff that might make some people's toes curl, like photographs of my mom. But they were photographs that simply just didn't resonate with me and they didn't spark joy for me. So instead of having 400, I had 40 that really mattered to me. Um, And so a lot of people, I think, just get to the point where they've enough is enough and their stuff is actually just exhausting them sometimes it's it's because there's a move like they're moving countries or they're moving homes and that's the catalyst but i think people just get to a point where they're they they can't you know most people reorganize they'll go okay i'm gonna tidy the the lounge today and they'll tidy the lounge and then they'll just shift a whole bunch of things to another room and they do that on repeat you know every season or the beginning of every year and eventually they just get to the point i think where they they need something that they can do once and it really is that's why this method is so powerful because you do it once and then you're, you've got the tools that your home has got a place for everything and you don't have to do it every year there's no such thing as a spring clean in, in Marie Kondo's um, philosophy it's Marie I've been saying Mari I think Marie Marie Kondo <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure she won't mind she sounds like she's no, a lovely she lovely lady <laughs> <laughs> um, so can you help with people who uh, have uh, hoarding issues because that's something that people often often um, want to know in addition to watching um, Marie Kondo I guess we can also uh, on the same time go onto Netflix and watch something about compulsive hoarders who are having uh, a number of issues who really are living in in absolute chaos can the method help those people or do you prefer to sort of say you know what actually maybe this is out of our realm of expertise no so you definitely work with i mean there, there are plenty of clients that you know have got kind of hoarding issues that that want to work with this method and it's absolutely doable it does sometimes take obviously a lot more commitment and more hours just because there is more stuff to work through and her method is very prescriptive from the perspective of you work through each category so you don't work by room you work by category and you have to go through everything that you own so say you're working on clothes you have to take all the items of clothing that you own and put them in one place and you have to touch each item um, to do joy checks. And so it can just take a lot more hours for somebody who has a problem like that to do the, the work. But I think they're probably the most important people that this method can help um, because it is, you know, when you have a hoarding problem, there often is um, a lower, an internal issue that's driving that. Of and I course. think her methods are a really good way of also reconnecting with yourself and figuring out for you what are the things that spark joy for you. You know, she she gave this beautiful um, example in the conference um, about a couple. Um, the wife called her and said she wanted to get divorced. She hadn't told her husband yet, but she wanted to work through all their things beforehand so that when they made the call to split, it would be easy. And she started working with with Marie. And um, on I think her third session, she called Marie and she said to her. Um, you know, Marie, I was working yesterday and my husband came home and he walked past me and his arm brushed my arm. And you know what, Marie, it sparked joy. And she managed to like work through her marriage. And so her stuff was really just a symbol of what was happening for her internally. And so I think, yeah, her work is really powerful for anyone and, and especially people who have a hoarding problem. Just finally, um, Kate, is it possible? I mean, if I just want to do one room in my house, does the method work or is the idea that you you go through your whole house um, and and do it. And also, can it work for businesses? Can it work for an office environment? Yeah, so very good questions. So generally, we um, as consultants, when we train, they they you know we have to do. If we're doing her method, then we do the you know you work through 
everything. And mm. I think that's when the method really works. And so I don't really take on clients who want to do a specific room because that's not really what I offer. And I don't think it's sustainable. Mm. I think the only way to, to, to really do something that is going to change things for you is to do, you know, your whole space. Um, and that is sometimes hard because people sometimes really want to just do one room and you have to kind of say to them, this isn't going to be a long-term um, thing for you. In fact, for me, I'd rather say to clients, you know, if it's a financial thing, then we start with the clothing category and I can teach them the method and then they can do the method themselves. So some clients are able to, you know, to do that method themselves once they've kind of got the, the, the base techniques. And that's also why I'm sort of going to do the, do the talk because that gives people the, the skills without kind of having to put this huge financial investment into mm, it. Mm. Um, and then in terms of offices, so she, she does have this, you know, especially for your desk space, et cetera, but it's not a method that's designed for, for office spaces really. Kate, in about 30 seconds, just tell us about the event or less than that. Tell us about the event, um, that you are holding, um, for Nazareth House. So I have a, a full-time job at Take-A-Lot, and so I, I don't have a lot of time to take on clients, and I really just feel like this is very meaningful work. I'm just very passionate about it, more than it being my kind of main my main job. And so a lot of people had uh, sort of asked me, you know, if I could help them, and I just don't have enough time. And so I thought if I do an event, I can kind of impart some skills um, and also give people an idea of what it entails to Where take and when on doing in 10 seconds? the full thing. Where and um, when? And then – I'm doing it in my home so that I can show people examples and it's on the 6th of um, March um, and the proceeds yeah, will go to Nazareth House which is in Cape Town and is an amazing institution that helps the elderly and children. Wonderful stuff. We will put the details uh, on uh, our Facebook page. Kate, it's been fascinating speaking to you. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks so much for your time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.